this Kimba? I got Kimba! I'm addicted to Kimba. What's a Kimba? Hi, Hi Kimba. Kimba. Hi there. Me, Kimba, radio broadcast, season two, episode one. Get up, stand up. I'd like to first thank you for listening and or viewing season one of the Me Kimba radio broadcast. And if you do watch the vodcast on youtube.com slash herkimba and wherever you listen to the podcast, if you would subscribe so that I know you're out there. Thank you very much. I was actually going to do this podcast uh, uh, quite a bit earlier. In fact, weeks ago, it was going to be sort of between the election and the inauguration because I'm going to talk about politics. And how it relates to radio. I will not actually be talking politics. And January 6th happened. And I didn't want to put this out there and then potentially have something happen during the inauguration. And luckily nothing did, even though right now we're still under kind of a warning about domestic terrorist activities. So that that's kind of frightening in and of itself. Uh, and there is a saying that you never talk about politics and or religion in mixed company. And certainly... Working for a radio station, the listeners are a nice big bowl of mixed company. You really have no idea what the vast majority of your listeners believe in. So it's an unspoken rule. And sometimes it's a spoken rule. And unless you're a talk show host who dabbles in politics, it's really best not to express sides. It doesn't mean that we don't talk about what's happening we just keep it as neutral as possible and just keep it to the facts of what are going on with whatever event that may be. And with that established, it's again an area where at times you have to be creative. If you really don't like the politician or the the scenario, how do you relay the information to your audience without sounding biased? For someone like me, who is extremely opinionated. I don't know if you knew that. While I'm on the air, I have to keep my opinions to myself. And I fully got that. I've always worked for music stations, and it is not my place while I'm on the air to shove those kind of opinions into your ears. Maybe some other ones, but not those. For me, if I was opposed to someone or something, and it was something that was not imperative to talk about on the air, I didn't. And that worked again because we were not a news station. We're a music intensive radio station and people weren't tuning in to hear the latest political news. When I was doing the morning show in the early 90s on Zeta, we also had a news segment and a lot of radio stations, no matter what their format, and this was a rock station, would have news segments because you didn't have access to news like you do now. So we provided that little bit uh, of news. And Ray Graham was the news guy for the morning show. I talked to him in season one, episode eight. Doe, Ray and me. Bill Clinton was elected during that time. And while Ray would handle the, the news, the factual aspects of the election and the inauguration, I did stuff like this. 14 after 7, me, Kimba. The inauguration saturation is just about complete. Now, Ray, how many balls were there? Uh, there were 11 last night. <sighs> That's a lot of balls. I I didn't realize it. I didn't think they were necessary, but apparently it takes a lot of balls to be president. <laughs> well, it was a lot of balls. In 2003, during the Iraq War, David Bloom passed away. And 
He was a longtime local reporter in South Florida when I was on Zeta. And I have told this story on another episode. That was season one, episode four, Ain't Got No Regrets. But I'll tell it again very briefly. A cameraman who worked with him called up the radio station. He said that he worked for WTVJ and he was just returning from a shoot with David Bloom. And I said, oh, my gosh, I love him. He's so cute. He says, I'm sorry, what? And I go on to repeat. It turned out that David was in the van with him. I didn't think about that. (laughs) And he had handed the phone over to David. So David's listening to me to go on and on about how cute he is. And he replied, Kimba, I'm married. And I said, that doesn't make you any less gorgeous. And he laughed and we chatted. Not that long after that is when David left. He would be on national news. And every now and again, when he would come to town, I would get a call just saying hi that he was in town. It was glad to hear that I was still there and very nice guy. While I didn't talk a lot about the Iraq war per se, I did talk about the death of David. It's me, Kimba. I am spending my first Monday night on this earth without David Bloom being here. And that kind of stinks. As you more than likely heard, reporter David Bloom uh, died over the weekend. He was covering the war in Iraq. And I got to meet him about 11 years ago when he worked in South Florida. I know a lot of you remember David from here when he covered uh, Hurricane Andrew, especially. Then he went on, you know, big time to the networks. But every so often, when he'd be in town for a story, he'd call up just to say hi because he was one of those kind of people. The kind that once you met, you knew you'd never forget and just thinking of him brought a smile to your face. One of those kind of people. And although I hadn't spoken to David in some years, you know, I could see him on the TV all the time. And was very happy for him because he was one of those kind of people and he deserved all the success because he was really good at what he did. And he affected people he'd never met. So imagine the effect he had on those who had the pleasure. David Bloom will be missed more than he could possibly have ever known. And by then, I was at Light FM. So that was April of 2003 when that happened. I did attend the Women's March January 21st, 2017 in Washington, D.C. And even though Light FM, which is where I was at the time, is a mostly female audience and the march was for women's rights, I didn't really talk about it a lot. I was on vacation to attend the march and also... It depends on how you talk about it. For instance, I did say this on my first day back, which was January 24th. Nothing's going to stop us now. Cheers to that. It is Kimba. I was on vacation. And over the weekend, I was in Washington, D.C., visiting my friend, my best friend. And I thought, oh, this is a nice, cool day. I think I'm going to go out for a walk. And apparently, everyone else thought the same thing (laughs) there and in the surrounding states, apparently. Very large walk. They were all very nice, too. So that was pretty cool. So just kind of keeping it light, no pun intended, or maybe there was. When it comes to social media, that's where it got a a little tricky. The stations page certainly would be off limits to your opinions. But even your personal pages, you are, as a public figure, you are tied in by name to the station as well. So unless you did a complete alias where no one knew that was your page, I guess you could say what you wanted, but you had to kind of keep everything neutral as well while you're working for a station. And because of social media, there are so many more people now in the public eye that you do see their opinions and you do know now where they stand on things. So someone, you it, maybe it's your favorite character on a TV show and you go and try to look at their Instagram or their Facebook page or their Twitter feed or what have you and all of a sudden you see that potentially their views are the complete opposite of yours. For some people, that's, that is a deal breaker. But when I hear 
people say or write on social media and tell musicians or actors, celebrities to stick to that, you know, stick to music, stick to acting, that no one wants to hear your point of view. Well, that's kind of not cool. Everybody has a right as a citizen of this country or otherwise, actually, to express their views just as you do. Now, the difference being, once again, I worked for a corporation. So whatever I said would reflect on them. So that's why you have to keep it neutral, because you don't want listeners complaining to your boss that you're saying something they don't like. I get that. But for a musician or an actor, in essence, I mean, they end up working for a a movie company or maybe a record label. But for the most part, they're self-employed. Do they incur the risk of losing a fan who is vehemently opposed to their take? Absolutely. But if they're okay with it, why not? To tell them to shut up solely because they're famous is what I like to call poppycock. My name is Kimba. What are you? I'm a poppycock. I'm going to have a poppycock party when I grow up. I've never met anyone who could prove poppycock nor have a poppycock party. (laughs) I say you're bluffing. Poppycock. (laughs) What can I tell you? It was a fun word to say on the air. So that's the short and sweet of it. For the most part, you will never hear radio DJs give their opinions on politics or religion. Let's hope for the best of kindness and humanity in 2021 and far less poppycock. If you still don't know how I feel about politics or religion, well, good. (laughs) I'm okay with that. And I'm okay if you know as well. I thank you so much for being one of Kimba's Heard. And I thank you for listening to me, Kimba, radio broadcast season two, episode one. Get up, stand up. Kimba's on the radio. Kimba!